Yesterday was Juneteenth, and I'm going to go with the argument that Juneteenth is not a holiday. As a matter of fact, its purpose is the opposite of why it was implemented. Democrats can't stop saying stupid things, and the Pride celebrations aren't going the way the left wants them. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, so now I'm going to say something rather controversial. And I know that I usually don't do this, but I'm going to anyway. Juneteenth. So yesterday we got the day off. It was Juneteenth. I was going to do a podcast, but I figured everyone's got it off. It's a federal holiday. And I decided not to because Josie was off and we were busy doing things. But here's the thing. I don't believe Juneteenth is a holiday. I don't think it's a holiday because of racism. I think it is... Juneteenth is a racist holiday. Now that seems pretty extreme. I mean, you say something like that, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, you shouldn't even talk about it, much less make it a federal holiday. But it is a racist holiday. So let me explain. And by the way, this is an example of structural racism. Juneteenth was a local holiday celebrated in Texas. About two months after the ending of the Civil War, war, and two and a half years after the uh, Emancipation Proclamation was released. Two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was released. It was Texas, there was a city in Texas that became alerted that the, the South lost the Civil War, that slavery was banned within the United States, all said and good. Okay, now mind you, again, this small this town in Texas... They banned slavery two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation and two months after the Civil War. Heck, a little over a month after Lincoln had been assassinated was when Juneteenth happened. Okay, now that's kind of weird. Lincoln was, by the way, assassinated for secession and ending slavery. So we'll we'll get to, to that. Now, there are several days that were are far more relevant than Juneteenth, than a small city in Texas being alerted that suddenly slavery is over. Okay? How about February 12th, 1809? We can celebrate that one. That was Lincoln's birthday. Now, we did celebrate Lincoln's birthday, and actually, what Lincoln did to end slavery and end secession was taught in schools, specifically right around his birthday on February 12th. I don't know if some of the younger people listening to this know that, but we did celebrate Lincoln's birthday. We celebrated Lincoln's birthday, and then we celebrated Washington's birthday. Then we combined them together to make President's Day, or the federal government combined them together to make President's Day, so that we can make room for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Which, by the way, I think that's a day to celebrate, too. I just don't think you should have gotten rid of Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday. And now Juneteenth has essentially replaced President's Day. In California, we don't celebrate President's Day because it's Juneteenth that has replaced President's Day. And I don't want to celebrate President's Day anyway because, trust me, there were a lot of shitty presidents in the world in this country. And I I don't want to celebrate all of them. I'd rather celebrate Lincoln, celebrate 
Lincoln and, and Washington. That's really it. The other dates we can set this on, how about September 22nd, 1862? This actually makes the most sense. This is when the Emancipation Proclamation was signed into law. Why not that day? That is a day that's stick right in the middle of nowhere. That seems to be a good day to celebrate it. The Emancipation Proclamation being the legislation that ended slavery. How about January 1st, 1863? You don't have to, I know it's, it's already a national holiday, but you can celebrate it all through January. That was when the proclamation, Emancipation Proclamation took effect. How about May 26th, 1865? This seems like an appropriate day. That was the ending of the Civil War. May 26th, again, middle of the year, no holidays around that. Now, there are two main reasons why June 19th has been selected as the holiday celebrating the ending of slavery, even though the date, honestly, is quite irrelevant. There really is no relevance to the date whatsoever to the rest of the country. First is to eliminate white people from the equation. To eliminate the fact that white people had anything to do with the ending of slavery. That really is the goal. It separates Abe Lincoln from his accomplishment of the Emancipation Proclamation. Heck, June, yesterday, if you watched any television, they didn't even mention the Emancipation Proclamation yesterday. It was all about how blacks need to get reparations and all this crap. It skips the 700,000 Americans that died during the Civil War, most of whom were white. I mean, we seem to forget that. 700,000 people died in the Civil War, fighting to end secession and fighting to end slavery. This is an easy way to change history because Juneteenth doesn't have to bring up the Emancipation Proclamation. Juneteenth doesn't have to bring up Abraham Lincoln. Juneteenth doesn't have to bring up the Civil War and the 700,000 people that died fighting for the end of slavery. Also, it ends Abe Lincoln. It, it, it just completely separates Abe Lincoln from anything. They don't like Abe Lincoln. They don't like Abe Lincoln because he was a white man and he was a white man that actually was a good man and was the reason, is, is, is evidence that this country is not a bad country because this man was elected into office with the sole purpose of keeping the union together and ending slavery. That's what the Republican stance was in 1860. It was Republicans were there to end slavery. That's That was their platform. And that's another reason why they don't want to talk about Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln was the first Republican president. Now, I know that the left likes to sit there and say, well, yeah, but it's a different Republican party. No, it's not. It's the exact same Republican party. Exact same Republican party. But the next reason, the second reason why I refuse to celebrate Juneteenth is a more insidious reason. Tim Mead of the Daily Wire pretty much sums it up in his, in his um, story that he wrote this weekend. Quote, whatever Juneteenth once stood for as a state holiday is dead and gone. Today, leftists use the new holiday as merely the latest tool to advance equity, a.k.a. race-based discrimination, and further entrench critical race theory into American society. The Democrats are using something positive and non-controversial the celebration of the emancipation and the end of slavery, to push its anti-American agenda is unsurprising. 
The left always takes this takes that which is proper and twists it for their own end. What is alarming is how many Republicans are obvious oblivious to the tactic. To start, consider the leftist success depends upon invoking fear, preying on the goodwill of Americans, and conning gullible rubes in the GOP. To see textbook examples of that strategy, look no further than the Juneteenth National Independence Day came to be. And then it gives you a link to the actual law that made Juneteenth a official national holiday signed by the Biden administration. And he's correct about everything. The left wants this day. They want to separate Abraham Lincoln from the emancipation of the slaves. They want to separate the Civil War from the emancipation of the slaves. You cannot have any good white people in the United States of America. And this is an easy way. This is an easy way to change history. You make a national holiday and then you can sit there and say anything you want. Cory Bush did this. Cory Bush, the representative and BLM activist in Congress, she really showed her true feathers. Did she mention the Emancipation Proclamation? Of course not. How about Abraham Lincoln? Of course not. How about the Civil War? Of course not. This is what she tweeted during, uh, during Juneteenth. Quote, it's Juneteenth and reparations. It's Juneteenth and end police violence and end the war on drugs. It's Juneteenth and end housing and education apartheid. It's June 13th and teach the truth about white supremacy in our country. Black liberation must be prioritized. She's not celebrating a great moment in the past. She's using that moment in the past to bitch and moan and complain and make victims and create, uh, create racial animus against the races itself. Juneteenth is, is a battle cry for leftists. It is the reason for them to protest and hate, not to celebrate the country. This is the problem the left has with the 4th of July, which you know is coming soon. All that crap is coming soon. It's a way to bitch and moan about how terrible our country is. That's what Juneteenth is. It's racist. It's made to point race out. It's made to divide the races. It's an absolutely terrible holiday. Now, I think we should celebrate the ending of slavery. I think it's one of the greatest moments in American history. But it was Lincoln's birthday where we celebrated that, and they got rid of that holiday. This holiday is not a celebration. It's a reminder of how bad the country is. That's what this whole thing is about. I refuse to go with it. And I'll give you something else. And it's more cynical. Half the reason you've got politicians that are beating the crap out of this bell is because they want their power. And the only way they can keep their power is division. Racial division, always the easiest. Ask any other country in the world. Ask Hitler. Ask the Germans. How did Hitler get into power? Those evil Jews. It happens all the time. Okay. So let's get to some Kamalaisms here. And we've got a whole bunch of them. This is going to be a longer podcast. I don't think I'm going to be able to get through all of it because I think I've got over an hour of crap here. Oh, forget the Kamalaisms. Big news today, uh, which is a very interesting bit of strategy from the Democrats. So Hunter Biden 
there's a plea agreement with Hunter Biden. Basically, he's going to plead to two misdemeanors of tax evasion <coughs> and one felony gun charge. The two misdemeanor tax evasions is intent to deliberate intent not to pay his taxes. And the total he owes is $1.2 million. I'm not exactly sure how that's a misdemeanor, but that's what he's getting away with. And the gun charge is lying on a gun application, which is a felony, by the way. Um, he said he wasn't a drug addict when he was. Uh, this involves a gun that he bought, and then two weeks later, his girlfriend, which also turned out to be his sister-in-law, threw it in a trash can behind a grocery store across the street from his school. Um, they're not charging him for that. So, three charges, one felony, and he's looking at no jail time and two years of probation. In An absolutely incredible story. Now, we look at this and we say, okay, wow, he really got it easy. Yes, he did. He got it very easy. But there's more to it than that. He got it easy, but he also... The FBI and the DOJ also made it that the investigation is not over. Again, the cynical me comes out. That the FBI and DOJ are going to charge him with all this stuff. They still have more. Um, now, when Congress asks for paperwork, they can sit there and say, no, we're in the middle of... Uh, we're in the middle of negotiating a plea deal with this guy... Yeah, we're not we're not doing giving you anything until after the plea deal. So basically, what it does is it, it stalls Congress. And the fact of the matter is, this guy is not getting any jail time. How is that a thing? This guy is a one point two million dollars you owe in taxes, and you're not going to see any jail time. What would happen if I owed one point two million in taxes? Would I not see any jail time? An absolutely incredible. Uh, a deal here. It's all bullshit. This guy is gonna get off. Now they can stall. And you, thing is, Congress, they ought to be sitting there and saying, where do you get that one point? What? Why does he owe one point two million in taxes? The guy doesn't even work. Where exactly is he getting all this money that he owes one point two million in taxes? And that's what Congress is saying. Congress is already saying. Uh, Kevin McCarthy today was just saying, hey. This is kind of BS. We probably need to take a look. It's definitely not equal justice under the law. Donald Trump has paperwork and stuff and is getting is getting thrown in jail. I, and this guy is getting money from China and Ukraine and Russia and owes $1.2 in taxes and he's going to get two years of probation. He has a gun. And then that's the other thing that's going to be an issue for the Biden administration you guys are all into this gun control. You want to take away my gun. And I don't break the law. I don't even break the law. And meanwhile, your son's breaking the law. He doesn't get jail time. Well, who are you to take away my gun? You guys are. You guys have the gun problems over there. Take away uh, Hunter's gun. Throw Hunter in jail. Don't tell me that you have to take my crap because Hunter Biden's an asshole. So we're going to have to take a look at There's going to be more on that. That just broke this morning. Okay, let's get to some Kamala-isms. I don't know how much we're going to get today. Uh, this has been a long week, and it's Juneteenth, so 
There's been very little in the way of news until today. Of course, I've got tons of news, but most of it's culture. So it means politicians have a lot of time on their hands and they do a lot of interviews and stuff. Joe Biden is out there now because Joe Biden has to campaign. He's beginning to read the tea leaves that he's not going to get elected if he doesn't go out there and campaign. So he's out there. So he says stupid things. But let's start with the queen of stupid, Karen Jean-Pierre. Now, she's especially pumped this weekend because this is her month. She's black. So Juneteenth is a big deal because then she can scream victim because she's black. And she's a lesbian, so this is Pride Month. So, you know, you can scream during Pride that she's a lesbian and she's a victim because she's a lesbian. And you can put those all together on, on Monday, Juneteenth, because she's a black lesbian. I mean, what an intersectional goddess she is. Um, but she really thinks that being a black lesbian makes her really special. And here she is. Not only is she special, she's historic. So I don't know what she's, I think she's on CBS or something. And she makes it very clear how special she is. A year in this role, there's been a couple of things that I that has made me incredibly proud. Many things, many things that made me incredibly proud to be at that podium uh, during this historic moment. Again, this is a historic administration. I'm a historic figure and I certainly walk in history every day. But this is also a historic making administration because of this president. Okay, I... The lack of self-awareness is absolutely amazing. Now, you do get it. She is a historic figure. Okay, now, she's historic. She thinks she's historic because she's black and lesbian. And by the way, the only people that care that she's black and left a lesbian are leftists. People like me who don't give a damn that she's black and lesbian, we're bigots and homophobes because we don't care she's black and lesbian and we don't think she's anything special. As a matter of fact, the only reason she's special is because she is press secretary to the President of the United States. But as far as I'm concerned, the only thing historic about her is, is how historically stupid she is. I mean, this broad can't get through a press conference without saying something stupid. I can literally, I can have a, uh, I can have a section of this podcast just to what dumb shit she says every day. But it's amazing. This is why the Biden administration never fixes anything. And everything they do just gets worse and worse. It's that lack of self-awareness. They have no idea how bad they are. They, I, I think they truly do not realize how bad they are. They think they're doing a great job. And it's attitudes like this, which is why. They keep fucking up and no one seems to care. Okay, here's another one. John Fetterman. Senator from Pennsylvania, the poor bastard can't seem to get a sentence out. Now, remember, John Fetterman had a stroke uh, about a year and a half ago, was elected to Senate, even though the guy couldn't get a word in edgewise. They kept saying he's going to get better, and he never did. He's getting worse and worse and worse, as a matter of fact. And he's, then he spent the first three months of his tenure as senator in a mental hospital for, for a clinical depression. Here he is talking about a tragedy, the I-95 bridge collapse just outside of Philadelphia or in Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. And this is almost painful to listen to. So let's listen to him give comments about the I-95 bridge collapse. 
Let's listen. Earlier today, some uh, com- some comments about uh, the uh, tragic uh, accident in uh, 995. And if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel feel free. You're recognized. Uh, no, I I, I uh, would, would would just um, really like to you know, the 95. 95, 95, you know, um, you know, obviously that, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with, with 95, and I know, I certainly am too, and we know it's a major uh, eatery, not, not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for the east, the east coast, and a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs bring to its stand still deal. Okay, and it, it went, it went on and on like that. He just couldn't get anything out. Now, I obviously, we shouldn't be making fun of the fact that this guy had a stroke and he's mentally deficient right now. But, and we shouldn't laugh at it. We shouldn't think it's funny. A lot of conservatives are saying this is not funny. This guy is obviously mentally gone. He shouldn't be a senator anymore. He is struggling, right? He's had clinical depression. I do think it's funny. Do you know why? Because this guy's an asshole. He's a communist. He hates the country. He loves crime. He hates white people. So F him. It's funny. I really could care less what people think. He's a piece of shit. And he, I'm sorry. The hell he's in right now. And he is in a hell right now where he can't even think straight. This is a hell. This is why a lot of people have strokes. They go through depression. The hell he's in right now, he deserves. So F him. I'm glad he's suffering. Okay, uh, speaking, and yeah, I'm bitter about him. This guy should not have won. He should not have been president. Pennsylvania gets what they deserve. The Republicans, they deserve to have lost because you couldn't find a guy who could beat this guy. He was like this during his debate for Senate. He's worse now, but he was bad when he debated. Speaking of mentally gone, here's our president. Again, being as unifying as ever talking about gun control because I don't know and this is going to be an amazing thing. I don't know how he's going to, with his son now pleading guilty to a felony gun gun felony. Uh I don't know how he's going to respond to this. Let's listen to what he said. He's just going to start lying again. Because a federally licensed gun dealer is required by law to run background checks on those he's selling a weapon to. And in most cities down in Philadelphia and New York, areas I know well, like up here, you'd see a truck pull up, pull to the curb and selling weapons, selling guns, selling AR-15, selling weapons. Well, guess what? You do that now, you go to jail. Unless you're, your, unless you're the president's son, then you don't go to jail. And by the way, I wouldn't mind if, first off, there are no trucks pulling up with guns. That's not a thing. This is just an exaggeration again. He always says it's not hyperbole. Yes, this is hyperbole. This is the definition of hyperbole. People are not driving around in trucks filled with guns selling them. And they're definitely not gun dealers. You see how he jumps around? Gun dealers are not driving around in trucks. They're legal gun dealers. And his son lied to a legal gun dealer. And he got off with probation. He's going to have a tough time pulling this crap. He really is. Because now that his son's been convicted, 
Just not he's going to do. He's not that's going to happen. Nothing. He's not going to be able to say a lot of this crap. Because the first thing, it's just going to bring his son into light. And if conservatives were smart, A, they'd stop voting for Donald Trump because this guy is burying himself. He really is burying himself. I haven't even listened to the interview he did with Brett Baer this weekend, but apparently it was really bad. So he's he's going to kill himself. If he ends up with the nomination, we're going to lose the election. I am calling it now. I've talked to my dad. My dad thinks Donald Trump, Trump is the second coming of whatever. But this guy is a dumbass, and he really can't. I mean, I'll vote for him if he's in the primary, but I'm just going to be like, if he wins the primary, but I'm just going to be like writing it off and figuring the country is going to hell in a handbasket because this guy is always about him. He can't stay out of the spotlight, and he's going to F this whole thing up. God, I hope DeSantis gets his crap together. And then there's the other thing that Joe Biden has an issue with. Um, it's leftist cities that actually already have heavy gun control. He's talking New York, Philadelphia. Those are leftist cities. They already have extreme gun control. I mean, New York, there are no gun sellers in New York. The only way you can buy a gun is off the street or go out of state if you have an out-of-state ID. I mean, his, his comment is just stupid. Philadelphia is the same thing. It's a blue city. Even though Pennsylvania allows guns, Philadelphia has been been choking them off for ages. Okay, well, just like everything, and this is going to be tough for Joe Biden because, you know, he's senile. So he says stupid things. You can hear he actually had a point to his last statement. But he is senile, and now he's got to come out and campaign. This weekend was the start of his campaign. Okay, he was out there campaigning this weekend. It did not go well. No one remembers what he said. The only thing we remember is all his F-ups, and there are a bunch of them. Here he is uh, wrapping up some remarks for its Safer, Safer Community Summit which I don't know what that is, but he decided to make a comment. He was closing his statement there, and he said something just really bizarre to the audience. All right. God save the queen, man. And if you watch the video, not only you say God save the queen, and... It, it's just the perfect uh, juxtaposition with the Hail to the Chief playing in the background. But he, he turns around and he's lost again. Someone needs to help him get off the stage. It's The guy's really pathetic. And no one, no one even knows what he was talking about. That entire... No one played that online. That wasn't in the news. It was just that he said, God bless the Queen and couldn't find his way off stage. And he had this problem a few times. There was another uh, video, and it was only a video, of him having to be led by the MC of his speech. There's rumors. I don't know if this is true. I haven't seen it yet. But there is rumors that the Secret Service had to set up the stairs so that the steps weren't as high. Because the president kept tripping over the steps. And looking at some of the film, yeah, it looks like the steps are a lot lower than they used to be. I mean, this guy is completely gone. He is just... I, I, I'm thrilled that he has to keep doing this. But it gets better. Uh, here he is talking about how the United States is going to build a bridge 
across the Pacific Ocean, through the Far East, across the India Ocean, to the East Coast of Africa. Now, in case you're not sure how long that is, that's about 10,000 miles. So we're going to build a 10,000-mile train over two of the largest oceans in the world. Yeah, that that'll that'll work. Let's listen to let's listen to try and sell this point. Well, we're going to end and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have plans to build in in, in, in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I could go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. I hope he keeps doing this because there are two things. First off, uh, just going across two oceans to drop off a uh, to, to for for a railroad so we can have a direct. We can't get a railroad in California. Suddenly, the president's going to have one going across two two of the largest oceans in the world. But this is going to be something he's going to have to deal with, and people are going to bring more questions. He's going off script. He's going to get into trouble. He's the president of the United States. Who's he going to get in trouble with? Who is going to yell at the president of the United States? And if someone is going to yell at the president of the United States, why is that person not fired? Yeah, but he's going to have a rough time actually answering a lot of these questions. So, you know... We'll, we'll have to see. But he's on the campaign. We're going to hear a lot more of this crap. We're going to hear a lot of it. I know he only works from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. But he's going to have to get out there if he expects to, to win this election. I do not think, even if Trump runs and Trump makes a complete ass out of himself, I don't see how he loses this election. Yeah, I do. That's a lie. But I don't see how he loses this election if he doesn't campaign. There is no way he's going to be able to bury himself in the basement. He's going to have to campaign. People, Democrats don't want him running. I mean, that, that character, RFK Jr., is already at 30%. Biden is at 58% uh, uh voting in the primaries right now. He is not doing well. He's expected to lose the first two state in the primaries. Yeah, he's not he's not doing really well. Okay, well, I, I'm going to go one more story, and then we'll talk about the Dodgers and how uh, uh, that pride thing they did on Friday didn't exactly go great. So, Anthony Blinken went to China to see if he could do something about China's growing ego. Now, I was going to say growing power, but China is actually in real trouble. They're in a real bad shape. And if we had a real administration, if we had a real president, we would actually knock them down right now. China's economy is a mess. They have no GDP. They have uh, a population problem. And I don't mean it's getting bigger. I mean it's getting smaller. They've got a worker problem. They've got a supply chain crisis. They've got a huge debt problem. They're a mess. Their military is not as strong as they're making it out to be because apparently they can only steal so much of our technology and then when they get it, they only know what to do, so much of what to do with it. They're an absolute mess. Right now, one of the reasons they went over and they took over Hong Kong and they're threatening to take over Taiwan is because they need to improve their economy. And the only way, like all communist countries, by the way, the only way they know how to improve their economy 
is by taking over countries with a better economy. Russia did the same thing. Germany, under Hitler, did the same thing. Hitler's economy was shitty. Hitler lost the war before the war even started because his economy was so bad. Italy, same thing. So it, this is, but but our Biden, the Biden administration, yeah, they they're bending the knee to China, and Anthony Blinken went over there, and Anthony Blinken basically got his lunch eaten. He got killed off. Now one of the biggest questions we've been having in this country is what's going to happen when China decide if China decides to go after Taiwan. They decide to invade Taiwan. They decide to take over Taiwan. Because we did nothing during Hong Kong, when Hong Kong was taken over. And by the way, I blame Trump on that. I think we should have never let Hong Kong, a China, take over Hong Kong. We should have done something about that. And that was not Joe Biden. That was Donald Trump. Now, let's hear what uh, Anthony Blinken, let's hear what he had to say about what we're going to do if Taiwan is threatened by China. On Taiwan, I reiterated the long-standing U.S. one-China policy. Uh, that policy has not changed. It's guided by the Taiwan Relations Act, the three joint communiques, the six assurances. We do not support Taiwan independence. We remain opposed to any unilateral changes to the status quo by either side. We continue to expect the peaceful resolution of cross-strait differences. He basically, he basically just gave China an invitation to invade Taiwan. And they can do whatever they want. The United States is not going to do a bloody thing about it. He also said, quote, we, have, we and many others have deep concerns about some of the provocative actions that China has taken in the recent years, going back to 2016. Of course, 2016 they're talking about because they're trying to blame Trump. <laughs> and the reason that this is a concern for so many countries, not just the United States, is that we're there to be a crisis over, is that were there to be a crisis over Taiwan, the likelihood is that we could produce an economic crisis that could affect quite literally the entire world. So then do, do yourself a favor and stop them for doing this. Stop them from freaking threaten them. Do something. Show some balls. Don't sit there and, 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 and just bow the knee and walk away. Now, don't forget, China or Taiwan makes most of the, the uh, processors that we use in everyday life. Everything from your computer to your toaster to your car has a processor in it. And these guys are just going to let that go. Not going to do a thing about it. And yeah, it'll affect the economy. It'll create a world. It will actually create a world recession. But these guys just don't seem to want to do anything. This is one of the reasons why I like Trump. Trump would have been like, gee, I've got a nuclear weapon. You you attack them. It's over. I think he would do that because the reality is he didn't do that with Hong Kong. <coughs> but this is just nothing but weakness. Nothing but weakness. And of course, Xi, Xi Jinping, he was thrilled with the meeting. He controlled the meeting. Blinken looked scared. He, uh, Xi did not even look at him as if he was a thing. He only held a 35-minute meeting with them. 
There was no pomp and circumstances that the Secretary of State was coming to China and give a damn. He looked even annoyed. He controlled the conversation. And, and, you know, Blinken left with his tail between his legs. This is what G said. If as a result of a crisis that was taken offline, it would have dramatic consequences for virtually... Uh, buh, buh. Oh, I'm sorry. This is what he said. State-to-state interactions should always be based on mutual respect and sincerity. I hope that through this visit, Mr. Secretary, you will make a positive contributions to stabilizing the China-U.S. relationships. So what is this basically saying? Do as we say, and you'll not have a problem. Do, let us do our thing, and you will not have a problem. See, here's the thing, and this is what the Biden administration, I think, honestly, doesn't understand. China is controlling everything. China wants to control. China is the destabilizing presence. And they need to be taken back to the woodshed and and smacked in the ass. And we need a president that's going to do that. He doesn't want to do that. This president doesn't want to do that. Why? I don't know. Could it be the Biden administration believes that China is not a threat? Does the Biden administration actually trust the Chinese? Does the Biden administration or does the Biden administration go with the World Economic Forum and think that China is the model that the country should follow, that this country should follow, that they they actually like, like Governor, like uh, President Trudeau in Canada said, they like the totalitarian method because then they can do whatever they want. They like the social credit score system. They like the censorship. I mean, we already see that's what Biden seems to like in this country. Or could it be something a lot simpler? And I'm guessing it's probably a combination. But could it be that his son Hunter has been taking a ton of money? Joe Biden has been bribing and getting money from China too. You know, received money from bribes. We already know they're investigating Biden for taking bribes from Ukraine. And China has shit on Biden. And so they know Biden's not going to do anything. And they're showing it to the world. Could that be it? Possibly. Here's the problem. We're getting closer to World War III. And Xi Jinping, within the next two years, it'll be within the next two years. It'll be before the 2024 election. Which, by the way, isn't a bad thing for Republicans. I mean, if if Taiwan is invaded by China, Biden's going to have to explain why he didn't do anything. Or why he was so so short-sighted. And he could allow China to do that after giving hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine to fight a war that had nothing to do with the United States. He's going to have to explain that. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, this, this whole thing is a mess with China. I, I, it's going to get far, far worse. So, okay, uh, we're going to end it today. We'll talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence tomorrow because, um, yeah, this pride, this, this pride year, I got to tell you, it ain't going well for the left. It is looking really bad, but I couldn't get to it today. So have a great day. God bless. Happy Father's Day. 
because I don't celebrate Juneteenth. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.